Welcome to Briefly Legal, your podcast briefing on legal news, developments, and legislation on the go. Brought to you by the attorneys of Crow and Dunleavy. The following should not be considered as a substitute for legal advice. Visit CrowDunleavy.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Adam Childers, here with the podcast Briefly Legal, brought to you by the law firm of Crow and Dunleavy. Today is an exciting day here in the Crow's Nest because we're going to do something that we've never done before. We're bringing in some uh, summer law clerks to uh, join the program. They're going to be newbies to the show, and this is a a totally different take on uh, a topic because um, rather than uh, quiz them today about the legal issues of internships and externships, I'm going to be talking to them about their experiences here in our own clerkship program at the law firm of Crow and Dunlavey. But fear not loyal listeners, uh, I'm going to find a way to kind of impart to you some advice and counsel when it comes to, you know, thinking about the intern programs that you have. It's certainly intern season, uh, to be sure. And then I think uh, this will be a nice experience for all of us to kind of see how things happen within the Crow and Dunleavy uh, clerkship program. And you might hear some things that could really work for your business or might reaffirm that uh, that's not the way you want to do things uh, with your own business. But that's what is great about this show. We like to explore new ideas and and get those thoughts out there so that you, our loyal listeners, can judge for yourselves and, and make decisions that impact your business. So um, without further ado, what I want to do is first um, let you know the two folks that we're going to be talking to today, and that's Mylon Smith and Jill Hilton. Um, Mylon, say hello to everybody. Hey, happy to be here on Briefly Legal this Friday. Right on. And Jill? Hey, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, I'm excited to have both of you here. Obviously, you're part of Crow and Dunleavy's summer clerkship uh, program uh, this summer. And just to give a little bit of background about both of you for our listeners. So Mylon is a rising third-year law student at the University of Oklahoma School of Law. Uh, This is Mylon's second summer here with us. So uh, he enjoyed us enough to uh, accept our invite to come back a second go around, which we're excited about. Mylon's having a terrific uh, career at uh, the University of Oklahoma uh, School of Law. That includes an award that he won for Best Brief uh, as part of the Balsa Moot Court uh, last year. We're very excited to hear about that. Uh, he tells me that his uh, favorite classes this uh, past uh, year included uh, evidence and administrative uh, law. And then, of course, uh, our second guest is a, a uh, rising 2L, which means this is your first summer here at the firm. That's uh, Jill Hilton. Um, Jill was uh, telling me that when, uh, although she's just had that one year under her belt, she's already already found out something she didn't know about herself is that uh, uh, she really enjoys public speaking, as it turns out. She did extremely well in the moot court contest uh, held there at uh, OCU, finishing as a semifinalist. And it's got her pondering whether or not she wants to be part of some of those moot court teams in the future, which I'm uh, advocating for to do because that was a, a big part of my experience when I was in law school, which was many, 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 many moons ago, uh, which I found out when I was asking them about different professors and none of my old professors, I think, are there. But it's always exciting to have um, interns uh, in the house here uh, at, at Crow and Dunleavy. I always said my favorite job I ever had was being uh, an intern. Uh, you get, uh, a lot of parties, a lot of uh, uh, free lunches. If anybody says you no know, such 
things at free lunch. I dare you to come to a large law firm during the summer as an intern and see if that holds true. But um, it's also true for many of you out there uh, and, and that are listening, whether you're a large business bringing in, you know, a, a squadron of uh, college students or, or maybe professional school students, or maybe you're just a small um, shop and you just bring in one or two people for the summer. It's it's something that has really become a staple in American industry. And you see that as part of internships, externships. Uh, sometimes they're done for academic credit. A word of caution for all of you who have those types of programs. A couple things to think about. You know, are you paying uh, for the the work that's being done? A lot of a lot of times we think of internships and we just say, well, the joy of learning is uh, is probably payment enough. Uh, but uh, the Department of Labor will sadly probably uh, not agree with you on that. Uh, particularly if you're using interns to supplant or, or or replace work that would otherwise be performed by employees. If if that's the kind of work that is being performed by interns, I strongly suggest that you talk to your in-house counsel or your external counsel and make sure that you're treating them uh, in a manner that um, is correct under wage and hour laws. Now, it could be different if you've got, you know, an externship that uh, maybe is uh, based on academic credit. In fact, you can get yourself in trouble for paying some of those individuals because those types of uh, arrangements uh, can only work and only be sanctioned by an academic institution if the only value and consideration they're receiving in return for the work is that academic credit. All of which is to say it can be a bit of a uh, a, a difficult uh, thing to navigate. It's, it's something you really need um, your legal counsel to review because uh, it's not something that I would ever say to someone to shy away from. I think it's fantastic for students and for employers alike. You just want to make sure that you do it the right way. So with that said, let's talk about uh, what it's like to be a clerk here at uh, Crow and Dunlevy and talk about some of the things that uh, hopefully that we do right. Uh, and and maybe you'll, uh, you uh, loyal listeners will glean from our process some things that might work well within your own program. So, Mylon, I want to start with you. Um, you are, uh, as I mentioned, a, a, a returning uh, law student to us. So this is your second summer. Um, the program lasts for six weeks, uh, essentially from you know about the middle of May all the way up to just nudging up against uh, the July 4th holiday. So l- let's um, pick your brain here for a little bit. Let's first start off, um, how does it work? I mean, do, do we just put law students in an office and, uh, you know, throw a few law books in front of them, tell them to knock it out of the park? Or is there a more structure to it in terms of who you're assigned to? Tell us how that works. Yeah, well, firstly, you do get an orientation, but then you're also paired with two people. One of those people is going to be a shareholder and then the other is an associate. So you get both sides of the spectrum. Okay, so you get you have you know usually an older shareholder that's kind of been around the block like myself, but hopefully then somebody that's a little closer in age and and remembers the process a little bit more as as an associate. And so, what do are they uh, are they the ones assigning you work, or is is there anyone else that you could work for outside of them? Yeah, so. Your paired uh, shareholder and associate, they'll bring work to you, but they also will connect you with other people in the firm that you can get work from. And then other people will also just bring work to you. So it's pretty easy to get work around here. There you go. Well, and, you know, for a full service firm, you know, we've got, uh, you know, 10 floors here in this building. There's plenty of, uh, of different folks to get work from and types of work to do. But that's good to know that there's a conduit, This that this assignment system at least gives you 
some work to start with, but then you can kind of branch out from there. So, so Jill, I'll turn to you then. Let's talk about the kind of work that you are getting to perform. Now, I get it. You're just in your, your third week of your first summer um, here at the firm, but probably you've had a chance to kind of get your feet wet and figure out um, what kind of work you're getting to try out. So, so tell us, what are the things that you've been doing? Yeah, so kind of in that same vein, one of the great things about Crow is that there are so many people who do so many different things. And so every single one of my projects I've done so far have been completely different from one another. Um, yesterday, I just turned in my first memo. Memo, uh, legal research and memo. It was really interesting. And that's a staple of your first summer. We, obviously, we want to see what your research skills are like and then what it looks like when you uh, apply that to you know paper. Um, I, a lot of people will say that law school doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer. They, they teach you how to look things up and they learn and, and what the concepts are. But are you finding that to be true? Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Absolutely. So tell us some other, what are the, the other kinds of work product you've been doing? Yeah. So I, on my first day, drafted an incumbency agreement, which was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, you, you, you stumped me already. What is that? It's just a one page document saying this person is this person and they're allowed to sign here. Well, there you go. These are important documents. Okay. Um, I've done some, I, di- I did a mortgage amendment, some mortgage tax affidavits. Okay. Um, so lots of different things. Very good. I can tell already that you've hit several different practice areas. Have you have you kind of identified for yourself what you want to be when you grow up or is it too early to say? Well, I came in saying I was very interested in real estate um, and I still am. But I really want to try everything while I'm here, while I have the opportunity to. And I just want to work. So. Yeah. You know, that the, the big firm experience affords you that opportunity. I, I found in my own time, uh, I, I also figured out what the blind alleys were, right? Like, I think I did a tax project early on and I figured out I'm not a tax attorney, <laughs> like by any stretch of imagination. And I can tell you the members of the tax department today are very glad that I made that decision. They, they agreed with my assessment of my skills in that area. So, um, Mylon, you know, all, all work and, and, and no play, you know, makes for a dull clerkship program, uh, kind of every um, intern program I've ever heard of. There's got to be some uh, some fun that's had, right? Because this is an interview, uh, a six-week interview where you're looking to see what you think of us and our culture, just as we look to see uh, how you do. Um, so what are some of the things that, you know, don't include work that happen in the, in the Crow and Dunleavy experience? Yeah, like Adam said earlier, there's a lot of uh, free lunches. You know, they say there's the freshman 15, there's the uh, summer associate 15. I remember it. We've also had karaoke, so you can show off your singing skills if you have any. Um, Top golf. Um, We're going to Tulsa Tulsa next weekend. Then we've also got softball coming up where the uh, attorneys tend to beat up on the summers. (laughs) So lots of fun events to go to. You, you know, you you named some of my favorite ones, and I if I if memory serves, I, did you take the mic at uh, karaoke last uh, last summer? Yes, I did. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was you. Remind me what what did you sing that night? Let's see, "Come and Get Your Love" by uh, Redbone, and then we we did "Hey Y'all" to close out the night. Yes, so. that's right. You were you were the part of the closing team. I was going to say you were you were uh, one of the more uh, active participants, which I, I'm I'm always proud of. I'm and when it comes to karaoke, I love to listen, but no nobody wants to to hear me. But but yeah, you're you're right. It it, it gives a nice cross section of the kind of the fun stuff that you do, whether it's a you know kind of a luau at one of the shareholders' houses, or if it's uh, you know 
know, the annual softball uh, grudge match at uh, at Nichols Hills Park, which uh, is happening uh, tomorrow. So uh, uh, we'll see if the unbroken uh, winning streak of the uh, attorneys, uh, you know, if that changes this year. I'm going to bet against it, but you know, um, that that that's just me. But again, it, it's it's great to see that we get those opportunities to you know, to see each other outside of work because goodness knows any good internship program should showcase the the work that you do in the industry that you're in, but it should show them that you've got a commitment to life uh, outside of uh, work and, and and some of that balance that comes with it. So, um, you know, Jill, then I'll, I'll, I'll turn back to you, the, you know, once we've gotten through all the fun and the free lunches and the karaoke and the softball, it's still just a six week program. The summer lasts longer than that. Um, do you know what you're doing for the, the second half of your summer? Yes, actually. I'm going to another firm nearby. Um, oh, good. Yeah. As I understand, another one of our competitors, big firm. So, um, you know, I, I don't see them having you on a podcast right now, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll get that opportunity in your second half. They're a very good firm and, uh, and I know you'll have a great time, but that, but, but there's other ways that people spend their summers too. What, what have you seen some of your colleagues doing? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a handful that go through the on-campus interview process and get a job at a big firm. And then a lot of people um, do externships, either with a judge or a corporate externship. So they're, you know, working for class credit or there's a handful that just travel. Um, I know OU does a really great program in um, Oxford. That's right. And one of our fellow summers is doing that for the second half. Well, that's excellent. That's how I spent the second half of my first summer. I was doing uh, that program. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because you you you're really only limited by your imagination. Right. If you if you want to do some pro bono work, if you want to be at the D.A.'s office, if you want to do something outside of the legal field altogether, goodness knows uh, a Juris Doctorate leads a lot of people to jobs that don't wind up practicing law. But um, that's good to see that that tradition continues. And um, I'm glad to see that people are taking advantage of those things. So um, let me ask you, uh, and, and I'll, I'll keep the ball rolling here with, with you, Jill. You know, you guys are, are at different stages in your legal career, but you've at least gone through enough of the internship program that you you probably start to have a little bit of advice that you might want to give to a future student that's going to be sitting in that chair. Um, what, what would you say that you figured out so far that you'd like to impart to them? Yeah. So one thing I would say is you'll probably be nervous, but you shouldn't let that distract you. Um, kind of what we were talking about earlier, you go to school and um, you study the law and then you get to work and you realize, I don't know how to practice law. <laughs> yep. So it's it's a big learning curve. It's a startling curve. revelation. Yeah, yeah, it really is. But I mean, it's a big learning curve for everyone and nobody's going to know how to practice law on the third day. Yeah. So. so so ride those nerves. It's okay. You know, I... Uh, uh, my, my wife and I uh, graduated together and, and started practice at the same time. And I can remember coming home, you know, even the first couple of years and say, how's your day? And she said, I don't think I committed malpractice. And I said, I don't think I did either. It's And, and that was just our way of sort of being funny about something that what you just said, you're, those nerves are there and it's okay. It's okay. Don't think that, that you're in the wrong place. It just means you're probably uh, an A-plus personality trying to get it right. How about you, Mylon? What's your advice? I would say stay open-minded. You know, mm. don't um, don't turn down things just because you don't think that they'll be interesting to you. You know, I thought that insurance law is something that I wouldn't be interested in. I didn't want to argue about, you know, hell damage to a roof. Um, and I found out I took a project on it and I actually really enjoyed it. 
it. So just just stay open minded. Yeah, I think that is excellent advice. And and why not? Right. You're not at. Uh, a, a small shop that only has one or two types of law or maybe, uh, you know, one kind of big client to, to focus on, why not take advantage of the, the various opportunities out there? I mean, this this place is um, comprised of a lot of attorneys and a lot of different ways to, to practice law. And I think that's great that you're, you're being open-minded about it. And that's great advice to people who might be in your same position uh, in the future. So um, this has all been excellent. We could go on and on, actually, because the, the clerkship program's got a lot of nuances, but I'm, I'm glad we hit on some of the, the, the big topics. Um, but I, I wanted to reserve a little bit of time at the end, and, and you may or may not be fans of Briefly Legal. Uh, I know you will be now that you've been a participant on the show. But if you've listened before, you'll know that we like to cap off our uh, experience in the crow's nest by um, getting to know our participants a little bit uh, better in a game we call get to know that crow. Now, I'm going to start uh, with Jill. Um, and we did a little bit of pre-production work. So I've got a couple of ideas about what they're about to tell me. But um, but let's let's explore a little bit deeper. We're going to we're going to go back in time. And uh, young Jill is uh, in first grade. And I understand it maybe had just moved uh, to Oklahoma. And, and, and tell us about what you decided to don as your uh, Halloween attire. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to be Ina Garden. Barefoot Contessa for Halloween. Um, and with it being my first Halloween, my mom was like, I don't know, because I don't think people are going to really understand it. <laughs> like, let's try something else. So I was Eloise at school and nobody knew what I was. <laughs> so that night. So why not just go for it? Yeah. Then? So that night I went out as Ina Garden. And how, how was it received? How'd you do? I mean, it was great. It was hilarious. Honestly, Nobody probably knew who I was except the parents, but <laughs> that, uh, Halloween, I think, at the end of the day, is really made for the parents. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kids are, they get candy and they enjoy themselves, but parents, that's that's the real joy to this day. I love watching everybody come up and see what they come up with. Uh, well, excellent. Well, that's uh, we we will know that that's uh, part of what makes uh, your character, uh, as it were, here this summer. So, um, Milo, let's turn to you. You know, not to be outdone. I uh, I heard it was. Uh, maybe past first grade, but you're, you're a bit of a, a, a performer yourself. Um, tell me, uh, you had a role in uh, Happy Feet in middle school. Is that right? Yes. So I was the, uh, the starring, the main penguin in Happy Feet. Whoa, not just any penguin, the starring penguin in Happy Feet. I remember this movie. I do. Uh, I think that hit at some point in my uh, child's uh, growth where she, she wanted to see that movie. It was a good one. Yeah. But they actually made a full-blown play out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't get the tap dancing down, but, oh. but I, I did get the waddle down. And, okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm good at waddling. I, I could have been in the background, maybe just kind of flapping around. Uh, so uh, what were the rave reviews and did you, what did you go on to from there? You know, I went to karaoke. That's what I, that was the next move on from my career. That is the natural transition I, I, I figured. Well, um, you, you know, I've I've thought before when seeing you uh, shuffle down the hallways that you've got happy feet, but uh, now I know the uh, the origins of it all. Well, guys, um, I I really enjoy everything about the internship program, mostly because it just 
it just reminds me that uh, the, the kind of the joy of the practice of law, right? It's, I'm 22 years in, but when I see um, you guys and hear your stories and see the work that you're doing, it catapults me right back in time to when I felt exactly as you guys uh, do now. And I hope for you to have the, the best careers you possibly can. And I hope that you get every benefit of this clerkship program that we have here. And I'm, I look forward to seeing the, the good works that you guys are going to do as lawyers. So um, thanks for being guests on the show today. It means a lot to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on, Adam. So that's a wrap for today's episode. And uh, I want you to remember to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And if you like what you're hearing, and I know that you do, uh, give us a rating, would you please? Uh, It it makes us feel ever so good when we see that five-star rating um, show up. Also, please send us your ideas for future topics that you would like for us to cover. And you can do that at brieflylegal at crowdunlevy.com. Who knows, you might just hear that topic on a future episode. So until the next time, stay healthy out there, friends, and we look forward to the next time we spend time with you here on Briefly Legal.